Iowa everywhere. John Miller is back with reaction from this week's game. Only on Iowa Everywhere. From the Channel Seat Studios, it's Hawkeye Sundays. Post-game reaction following Iowa's 10-7 win against Northwestern in Wrigley Field. And since Iowa and Northwestern played on a baseball field today, I guess we could sum this one up for the Hawkeyes. They had a bloop, then they had a bomb. And... Iowa does enough to win. Actually, a couple of bombs, uh, if you call the touchdown a bomb after the bloop, which was a blocked punt, and then the bomb, 52-yard walk-off field goal. I'm really reaching with the baseball analogies. I get it, but hey, uh, we can probably uh, stop right there, mostly. Mostly stop right there with any type of baseball talk. A um, couple of things we will bring up relative to Iowa's game at Wrigley Field, literally the game at Wrigley. We'll talk about that here in a second. So I didn't watch this game live. I was on a, a plane ride back from Dallas. My daughter and I went and watched the Queen concert last night in American Airlines Arena. It was incredible, but you didn't tune in to listen to that. Um, So I was making my way back, didn't have any idea what happened in the game. The only thing I saw was Iowa's first three plays, which to me looked like a three and out. I turned turned off the Peacock app on my phone and just assumed Iowa went three and out. Then there was, you know, there was a pass interference on that play. That was Iowa's first drive, so the drive kept going. The Hawkeyes wound up running 10 plays, 37 yards, two penalties. I think at least two penalties helped perpetuate that drive. 6.23 time of possession. They got it to the Northwestern 39, and then they took a penalty, and they punted. That was kind of a tone setter for the rest of the day. Northwestern didn't do much with their first drive. Three and out. Northwestern had one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, three and outs on the day. Their last drive was four plays. Um, gosh, dang, man. I mean, the things I want to say, I've already said eight times this year. And I don't want to continue to sound like a broken record but I mean if that's the hits that Iowa keeps playing then that's the analysis you're going to continue to get Iowa 169 yards of total offense in this game Northwestern 170 now Northwestern had less than 30 in the first half Iowa's defense played a great game once again 104 total yards rushing for Iowa 14 first downs for Iowa to 12 for Northwestern Iowa just 4 of 12 on third down Northwestern did get it up to 6 of 17 Um, Iowa with just 56 total plays to 61 for Northwestern. Iowa averaged a putrid three yards per play. Thankfully, Northwestern averaged just 2.8 yards per play. Just two and a half yards per rush for Iowa on 41 attempts. And, you know, LaShawn Williams looked good out there. It, It seemed like there was more ground to gain when he and Jazz Patterson were were getting the handoffs and and things just closed down really quickly. Northwestern obviously loading up to stop the run, which is what everybody should do to Iowa. Time of possession, even this game, Iowa minus one, the turnover battle, Deacon Hill taking that deep shot to the end zone. There was a turnover and Deacon Hill on the day. Iowa, by the way, had uh, five sacks in this game and uh, eight tackles for loss. Deacon Hill, 10 of 15, 65 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Good God, it's the best that they have. Um, It's just 
it's disheartening. Uh, nice to see Cooper DeGene get a, an offensive carry. He was in for two plays, did a, uh, an end around, and then was doing end around ghost motion on the next play. Uh, we saw, was it Caleb Brown's first catch of uh, his career for 23 yards? That was the catch that set up the walk-off 52-yard field goal that was just over the basket in right center field. Well, maybe not right center, more right than center and near the well out there in right field and Wrigley Field. And that was a, a game winner with 14 seconds left. Iowa's lone touchdown of the day was set up by a block punt. So once again, defense and special teams. I mean, when you look at Iowa's points per game, which we all know is not good, I mean, frankly, yeah, the offense was on the field when the points were scored, but Iowa was set up with the ball at the Nebraska, or the uh, Northwestern 25 off a block punt. And then, yes, the Iowa offense did go down, punch it in, scored on a tight end waggle, welcome back. But, man, I, I, the defense should probably get some credits for those points. The offense did next to nothing in this game. Once again, same old story. Um, you know, and then on, on the field goal, uh, they, they did make a nice play. Give them credit for getting down and, and scoring. I think we all probably figured it was going to go to overtime. Quite frankly, I'm really, well... You know what? Maybe I'll take that. I was I'm really surprised Northwestern didn't try to go for two. But Iowa's offense is so bad, it probably was the right call to go for one and hope to get it to overtime, believing that Iowa's offense wasn't going to do jack shit on the last drive to get it down in the scoring position. And then, wow, Iowa, seven plays, 37 yards, and that was enough to get them to within 52 yards for a field goal. Andrew Stevens hits the game winner. Uh, had a 53-yarder earlier in the game that went off the upright. Northwestern had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 drives in the game, right? 11, 10, 9. Their first eight drives, eight of their 11 drives, and the first eight ended with punts. And they gained, the most they gained on eight of their first 11 drives was 16 yards. They had negative six. I mean, I'm going to do some math on the fly. I'm probably going to edit this out and come back and sound like I did this in my head, but it probably took me 20 seconds. On their first seven drives, Northwestern had a total of 21 yards. That's seven out of the 11 drives for the game. Their first seven, 21 yards. Then that eighth drive, seven yards, uh, seven plays, 29 yards. Their ninth drive, they get the ball down to the two-yard line, first and goal at the two. And the Iowa defense put together a magnificent goal line stand. Probably not Syracuse 2006 level, but four plays from the two or closer, that's a heck of a stand. Then Northwest Iowa's offense takes over basically at the goal line, and they're just trying to get it out, and that field was trashed down there anyway. Uh, and they get it out, and Tory Taylor punts it, and a very good punt return sets, Notre, or sets Northwestern up. I've called them Nebraska Notre Dame so far. Sets Northwestern up. Uh, uh, taking over at the Iowa 22, and they did score a touchdown with a minute and uh, oh, how much time was left? Iowa got the ball back. A minute 46 left. So that was it for them. And man, that was 
that was a blessing we didn't have to see overtime in this game. It just, I, I had to watch it on replay on Peacock. Now, when I got home, the game was just finishing up, and Peacock did not let me go back and watch from the beginning like I can on YouTube TV. And I had to wait for the game to end, and then I had to wait for the video file to get loaded to Peacock. So it was about 6.30 when it became uh, available, and I was refreshing all the way. And uh, there is a reason for me mentioning this. I'm not just trying to be old man yelling at the sky. But so, okay, watching Peacock and for, you know, I'm, I'm, it's got a, a 10 second advance on it. Okay. And so I'm really literally just watching the plays. I wanted to get through this um, and to kind of get on with my night with my family. And unfortunately on Peacock, you can't fast forward through their commercials. And there were over 20 forced 50 second commercial breaks. I think I was subjected to having to watch commercials more than I than more time watching commercials or just as much as I watched actual game time. And folks, if you are going to record some Iowa basketball games this winter on Peacock and thinking you're going to come home and you're going to fly through those replays like you normally do on whatever DVR you've been using, I have another thing to tell you. It's insufferable. So whenever Iowa is scheduled on Peacock, do yourself a favor if you can. Watch it live because you are not going to enjoy the rewatch process on Peacock. That is abysmal. That is horrible. Uh, Iowa defense in this game had done a fantastic job. Jay Higgins, what a big shot in the hole to deny Northwestern uh, a touchdown uh, late in the game whenever Iowa turned Northwestern away. 12 total tackles, six solos, two for loss. Just a fantastic job. Uh, Higgins also with the sack in this game. Nick Jackson, the next leading tackler, also credited with the sack, as was Joe Evans and Wyatt Black. So fantastic job by Iowa's defense. I mean, you hold your opponent to 170 yards. Um, you should win that game every single time. And for Iowa, it was a nail biter because Iowa only scored 169. This is, I mean, that was a uh, Kirk Ferentz late career era classic, I guess. Now, if this ever comes up on BTN Classics, I'm going to kind of just move along and not watch that one because it was... It was so meh, just meh. So let, let's talk now a little bit. Iowa's got three games left this season. Let's talk a little bit about what their path to Indianapolis looks like, and that is still Iowa's goal. So scoreboard, you know some of this. Some of you may not. Maybe you're just catching up. Maybe you didn't pay attention. Maybe you spent a ton of time with your family. Iowa wins 10-7. Iowa now 4-2 in the Big Ten. Uh, Illinois stuns Minnesota on a uh, late TD pass in the game. 27-26. Minnesota loses. Falls to 3-2. Iowa 4-2. Iowa now controls its own destiny by way of winning and also Minnesota losing. If it's a head-to-head tie between Iowa and Minnesota, Minnesota has that tiebreaker. But now Iowa is basically a game up on Minnesota. Wisconsin losing today at Indiana. And my gosh, I am so glad that yesterday I was in a state and all week pretty much. I haven't even hardly been to Kansas. So didn't get any wagers in. 
this week, thankfully, because I probably would have been on Wisconsin against Indiana, but Indiana beat Wisconsin 20 to 14. Wisconsin now falls to three and three. Now that's technically one game behind Iowa at four and two, but they're two games behind Iowa unless there's a multi-team tie and it was Iowa, Wisconsin, and Minnesota, and Wisconsin beats Minnesota, and who knows, might not even work then. And also another team that was still in the mix, uh, three and three. They guess they technically still are Nebraska. They fall to three and three because they lose to one and five Michigan State, twenty to seventeen, um, on this day. So overall standings, as I was talking kind of fast there, Iowa four and two, Minnesota three and three. Wisconsin three and three, Nebraska three and three, Illinois Northwestern two and four. Up next for Iowa is Rutgers, and Rutgers today against Ohio State, for the most part held their own. The final score 35-16 doesn't look as good in the uh, final stat line as it did for a long time for Rutgers in that game. Rutgers 22 first downs to just 15 for Ohio State. Total yards Rutgers 361 to just 328 for Ohio State. Um, Rutgers on the ground, 232 yards on 43 attempts. This is Iowa's next opponent next week in Kinnick Stadium. And this is going to be a slobber knocker. I mean, if Iowa comes out on top 10-7 next week, I won't feel as uh, meh about it as I do beating a horrible Northwestern team 10-7. And frankly, I don't, you know, obviously we don't know what the line's going to be because they're not out yet. They'll be out. Some lines will be out late tomorrow, but all of them will be out Monday. If I'm putting a line on that game, I mean, obviously the, the casinos are putting a line on the game to get equal action on both sides of the line, so I'm not a casino operator. I'm just thinking, like, I mean, maybe Iowa by one and a half. Maybe Iowa by three, one and a half to three and a half. I mean, then again, every Iowa game the rest of the year is going to be that small of a margin because that's all Iowa plays. I mean, this the over-under the Iowa-Northwestern game was ridiculously low when there was a combined total of 17 points. It's just unbelievable how this continues to happen. Iowa is also 7-2 and two on the season, which, go figure. Um, but at any rate, talk long enough. Get on with your days. We will talk to you very soon. And as always, we greatly appreciate you listening to Iowa Everywhere. Okay, we now welcome into the Channel Seed Studios, Chad Winterbore. This is Hawkeye Sundays presented by Keller Manufacturing. Chad, same week, or sorry, different week, same stuff going on for the Iowa Hawkeyes. 10-7 win over Northwestern in Wrigley. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's... it's... This morning, I was sitting here racking my brain trying to think, how can I say the same thing in a different way? <laughs> because every single week, it feels like it is the same story. And all I could think about was that old video of Denny Green. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> I just kept playing that over and over, laughing. That video never gets old. But I, it's the defense getting the, the stop on the two. It's the special teams getting the punt block, setting up the offense for the, their only touchdown of the game. It's the special teams hitting the game-winning field goal. It's special teams and defense, and the offense is anemic. It's the same thing. They do just enough to get the most important stat of the day, and that's the win. And they seem to do it every single week. Yeah. Iowa now sits 4-2 and two in the Big Ten, one game up on Nebraska. So Nebraska to play. How do you feel about Iowa's chances to go into Indianapolis still? 
Well, I mean, we talked about it beforehand here. I mean, it looks to me like Nebraska is the only team that, that we have to worry about. If they could win out, um, they could still keep Iowa from going. But are the odds of that good? Probably not. But But that seems to be the team that has the best chance of, of preventing them from getting there. And then, you know, we've all talked about it. Even if they do get there, what are their odds against a Ohio state or a Michigan? Um, I mean, with, with Michigan's advanced scouting skills, we always talk about how everybody always knows what's coming with Iowa. Can you just imagine what's a bit with Michigan? They're going to be in that. the backfield before <laughs> Iowa can even snap the ball because they're going to know exactly what's coming. <laughs> uh, anyway. So let's move it to the offense. Deacon Hill, we can get to him, but Cooper DeGene got a carry yesterday. Talk about getting a little creative, getting the ball in the best player's hands. What do you think? <laughs> well, I mean, I think about what Dion's doing in Colorado with Hunter. I, I just feel like you need to get creative and do anything you possibly can to get the ball in Cooper DeGene's hands. Over these next three weeks, if, if I had to ask for something – Find a way to get him some direct snaps. Find a way to get him in a receiver. Find anything. I don't care what you do. Get the ball in that guy's hands because you feel like that's that's your best chance of having a big play, whether it's offense or on defense or special teams, no matter what. Um, but are they going to do it? Doubtful. I mean, everybody was hoping that Joey Labus would be put in this week. And I said two weeks ago, I, I don't think Kirk will do it. It's just not his style. He's going to be stubborn and he's going to stick with his guy and – so will they do it? I don't know, but I, I I like the thought of that. Yeah, and, you know, should we get to Deacon Hill? <laughs> I looked up 15, this 65 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Enough to get the W. Yeah. His passer rating is 175th in the country. I mean, you can't make a case that, that Labus shouldn't be able to do better, but... Like I keep saying week after week, the main thing is he just can't turn the ball over too much. If he just takes care of the ball, the defense and the special teams will win. He had the one interception yesterday, but that didn't end up hurting them. Um, but I think that's probably the key to these last three games of the year. If he can just take care of the ball and not turn it over, they'll probably win and they'll probably be going to the championship game. Um, but if he turns it over, they could lose any of those three games if he turns it over enough. So to me, that's probably the biggest key of the season for these last three games. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Thank you, Chad, for your time as always. This has been Hawkeye Sunday presented by Color Manufacturing from the Channel Seed Studios. We'll see you next time. Iowa everywhere.